This is Nerd Merge presenting Unmerged. I'm Jeremy Barnett. I'm Jeremy Norris. I'm Seth Barnett. Kevin Smith. Chris Swiger. Suicide Squad, The Killing Joke, and what else? I got, I got one thing I just gotta say for the podcast. That's all, because I've been wondering about it for weeks, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm hoping that I can catch you guys on the spot and like <laughs> give me an answer. <laughs> I just want to know why Enchantress had to swivel her body like a, a stripper every time she does magic. A very good question. <laughs> like, yeah. could she not just stand still and raise her arms like Apocalypse? And she had to swivel like Axl Rose every time she talked. And when she's just in the background, it's just yeah, it was all the time. Yeah, like, I don't get it. It was like a Yin Yang Twins video. Every time she, was on stage. she was literally enchanting me. I yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just I don't even want to hear the things that chant. You. <laughs> you probably don't. I really don't understand her snake-like maneuvers. I mean, I mean, well, no. Listen here, you, you mentioned up, you know, the Guns and Roses thing, like Axl Rose. Maybe because you know she her the spirit came from where in uh, somewhere in the, the jungle or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Welcome to the jungle. Yeah, there's a connection. Yeah, let's I mean, just say, let's just say I mean, you could arguably <laughs> say that you know that they were part of some snake worshiping culture. Yeah. I mean, if you want to, if you want to go down that road, I mean, we're, just, we're really trying to drive. I mean, we, 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 we're really, yeah. We're, let's just go down this fucking yeah, rabbit let's, hole. Let's, <laughs> just, let's just go down it. I, don't even care. I mean, am I the only one that found Harley Quinn to be somewhat annoying? No. I mean, cause she. I mean, she just. I mean, it's not that the actress isn't great because she's a great actress, but. It just seemed like the things that she done, even though they were in complete context of Harley Quinn, were still incredibly cringeworthy. I think that's Harley Quinn's character, though. Isn't she supposed to be cringeworthy? I, 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 I don't know. Because I, I was just like, we're bad guys. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was almost as bad as you want us to be some kind of suicide squad. <laughs> like, <laughs> what killed me is like, okay, we had the suicide squad, but it's clearly the mostly about... Will Smith's character and Margot Robbie's character. Yeah, we to need, the detriment of everybody else. We <laughs> needed more Captain Boomerang. I agree. Yeah, I he was at least forty yeah. percent more Captain. <laughs> yes, I mean definitely because when I left the theater and you know one of the things that my girlfriend asked me is like, what's the deal with the My Little Pony's doll? You know, <laughs> the unicorn and stuff a, like that. He was a brony. Yeah, and I was I was like I had to explain to her the concept of bronies and. And afterwards, she looked at me in a very strange manner, a way that I'm not accustomed to. She's given me a lot of strange looks over the years, but never that one. But it's probably a detailed knowledge of the broken. <laughs> I, I really did. I went into probably more detail than I should have. But, but yeah, I mean, I was sitting there thinking, you know, Captain Boomerang. I mean, he was. Whenever I saw the trailer, that was one of the things I was kind of interested in seeing is him because I mean he was just so you know out there funny he wasn't crazy like you know the Joker crazy yeah. he's just crazy you know devil may care whatever I'm gonna pop a 40 and drink it in the middle of this combat zone <laughs> yeah and <laughs> speaking not to cut you off but am I the only one that in the first five seconds of that trailer knew Slipknot was dead quick 
like that he wasn't gonna make it past the first act. Of the movie. I don't even remember Slipknot in the trailer. I don't either. He was in it briefly, like in one of the many trailers where they broke down who everyone was oh, for the fiftieth okay. time. Yeah, I don't even think they gave Slipknot a uh, little montage, did they? Yeah, no, like no. he was just like Slipknot. And anybody who's not familiar with that character is like, there's gonna be a whole band in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, by the way, here's this guy. But then, you know, they give him all this promotional material, too, like a poster, like yeah. everyone else had. They even have his, like, image, just the skull image on, on the cups they gave away at the, at yeah. the theater. You know, and yeah, I'm it like... It definitely should have been a skull image. <laughs> yeah. so, he was on screen for, what, two minutes, maybe? He got ahead of himself. Puns. All right, let's talk about the Joker. I mean, if there's, there's nothing to talk about, there really uh, he was. About. How long was he in the movie? Like probably ten minutes altogether. Twenty minutes top. Yeah, I am so. I, I, there's not enough. There wasn't enough of Jared Leto to really go. Okay, he was a great Joker. Right. He was an all. But I'm gonna. Yeah. But the thing is, the thing is that all these people, you know, they wad up their panties and they immediately shove them up inside themselves. <laughs> the thing about it about Jared Leto's Joker is, and there's actually quite a few people who agree with me. And I think uh, Mr. Jeremy here will as well. It's so much like the comic Joker's supposed to be. When the Joker first originated, when he first came out, he was just an insane criminal. He wasn't what he is now. He was just an insane criminal. So what we got was essentially a throwback to that initial incarnation of the Joker, and I thought it was great. I want to see more of that Joker. I want to see more of that Joker, but the one thing they really they bothered me with was the fact that they made the Joker look like he cared about Holly Quinn. See, I disagree. I don't think that they did. But it, the, the the one one part one scene that they switched up the the scene where he pushes Harley Quinn out of the helicopter. Originally, that scene was supposed to have been him getting pissed at her and pushing her out of the yeah. helicopter. But they reworded it or re-edited it where it looks like he's pushing her out to save her after the helicopter got hit with a rocket. But I mean, in, but in line with that article that I posted on Nerd Merch, there's so much evidence to anyone who really watches the movie that he doesn't. He just owns her. That's just right. his property. They made him look like he cared about her, but but he doesn't. Yeah, yeah he doesn't. I mean, that that bothered me as well because they so many. And you know, I'm not trying to get up on some kind of high horse here, but so many young women idolize that relationship. And even in the the new Fifty Two, Harley yeah. Quinn left the Joker. She finally got out of that abusive relationship. Mm-hmm. But so many people idolize that relationship. Like, oh, I want to love like the Joker and Harley. Well, don't get mad when I throw you at something, <laughs> or <laughs> chase you with a hammer, <laughs> or try to put or try to cut your face off. Don't get mad about it. Send a pack of wild hyenas after you. Yeah, don't don't get upset. Because yeah. this is what you wanted. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, when I was watching that, uh, my initial thoughts were, you know, as I was watching it was, yeah, you know, they're kind of building it up as a love story. And I didn't like that either. But afterwards, I got to thinking about it. And I realized it wasn't so much that he loved her as, you know, we would love a person or anything like that. It was more like she was a possession to him, an object that he has. And, you know, it's like, it's my toy. And I don't want anyone else to play with And the biggest indicator of that is the scene where he's laying in the room surrounded by the knives. Mm -hmm. He has all of his toys out, but his favorite toy is missing. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, you think about that scene there in the the club with Common's character. You know, and like talking about her, looking at her, you know, even offers her to him. And then he kind of, you know, yeah. So then he kind of like, no, I'm not sure. This is yours. And then it just kind of devolves. And he goes crazy. Yeah. You know, like he does. (laughs) 
But uh, yeah, it was uh, it was weird. I think if they had had more of him in there, the Joker, that we would have seen that relationship portrayed in that manner more so. I think they cut out too much or and re like uh, Kevin said, re edited things to where. Yeah. You know, it made it look different than what it should have been. I remember the, the leaks. There was a whole, like, leaked cell phone footage that somebody had taken of him smacking the hell out of her in, a, like, a parking garage. I've never seen that. Yeah, it was one of the first leaks somebody had recorded with, like, an iPhone or something and kind of stood to the side, like, at a distance and recorded it. And, like, he, like, smacks her and then whips his hair back and laughs about it and then grabs her face. And that was something that somebody had recorded, like, they were filming it and someone had, you know, leaked the footage. And that was nowhere in the film at all. They cut out, according to what I had read, and it could be completely false, it could just be hearsay, they cut out enough Joker footage to make a Joker movie with it. I, yeah, I was thinking like more than 45, 50 minutes worth of footage of him, just Joker. Yeah. And, yeah. The subway scene, they cut that out with the grenade, half of his face. Yeah. 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 And that I was very, that. yeah, it, it, I, that was one of the best scenes, too. Yeah. Like, in my opinion, from, like, the promotional trailers, because mm-hmm. it was another allusion to the comic book Joker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the messed up uh, Scott Snyder, Greg Capullo Joker. Yeah. Because he's got very similar hair, and you know, I was like, yeah. we're getting references to these really great comic book character style jokers. Mm-hmm. And I was looking forward to that scene that didn't happen. Yeah, and a lot of people were thinking that Jared Little's Joker isn't really Joker, but Heath Ledger's Joker was fur- further from Joker in my mind yeah. than Leto's was. I mean, Heath Ledger's Joker wasn't a Joker that I'm used to, but he was still good. Yeah, I mean, I, that's the, and everybody's saying, oh, well, maybe it's Jason Todd, but, I mean, they've come out and said it's not, it's the Joker. Yeah. It's yeah. not Jason Todd. Yeah. It is the Joker. Yeah. But I've heard two different versions of why his teeth were silver. One version was Batman knocked his teeth out after he and Harley Quinn killed Jason Todd. That's the one I heard. But then I had read another article that indicated his teeth got knocked out after he burned down Wayne Manor. Which would make far more sense since he already had silver teeth when he was talking to Harley Quinn. Right. Yeah. Before she became yeah. Harley yeah. Quinn. Yeah. When she was still Harley Quinzel. Yeah. So the, the burning down Wayne Manor makes, and the, supposedly that's one of the cut scenes. Okay. We were going to get that kind of subtle explanation as to, you know. Well, I know when they did the, at the beginning, sort of the sequence showing all the crimes each one committed, they're supposed to be on Harley Quinn's, something about her killing Jason Todd. An accomplice or something like that. Yeah, yeah. but it's like so fast, you don't yeah. catch it unless you... And that's another thing about like like you said too. They said that he got his teeth knocked out after he killed Jason Todd, but he had those he had the yeah. grill when he was doing the psychic evaluations. Yeah. With yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and plus Harley Quinn was his therapist. How could she help him kill Jason Todd? If yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, but that's to me it'd be more feasible and you know chronologically correct. If he hadn't <laughs> yeah. had his teeth bashed out, because Wayne Manor was burnt in Batman vs. Yeah, so it was that, destroyed. There's credence to that. I didn't realize it was burnt. I just thought it was, you know, decrepit and worn down or whatever. I hadn't no, it was. That it, it looked burnt to me. It, it looked like it had been destroyed I mean, by fire or something, and it had never been bothered been replaced. Yeah. So that and, would, if Joker had done it, that would make sense. Because I mean, historically in the comics. You know, Joker knows Bruce Wayne is Batman, but very rarely does he care that yeah. Bruce Wayne is Batman. Yeah, that's not that's not what's important. He, he doesn't yeah. give a 
rat's ass about Bruce Wayne. He just no, wants the bad but, but when it becomes something viable for him, like yeah. digging up Thomas and Martha Wayne, it, you know, when, it, right. when he can, you know, when it becomes something he can use, well, yeah, he does. So I could see him burning down Wayne Manor. Yeah. Yeah. And just, when, and in getting, you know, Ben Affleck's Batman for Batman v Superman, I mean, something like that would definitely be a pressure point that would set him off on a rage that he would literally break the teeth out of a man's skull for. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, so and and that and then that does hold to my theory when someone they first released the picture of the Joker, I was like, well Batman probably knocked his teeth out. Yeah, you because know, if we're dealing with an old, grizzled, very Frank Miller-esque Batman, yeah. we're definitely going to see a Joker and probably quite a few other villains who've taken a, quite a bit of punishment physically. Yeah, because the timeline's set further out. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Deathstroke coming in. You think that's going to affect the Joker being the main villain? I, I just assume Joker will be main villain in um, Batman vs. Or the, the solo Batman film, so if not, is it Deathstroke? That's not what I've... According to some stuff that I read, it was going to be Deathstroke was going to be the main villain. I know, but is that going to put Joker off to the side for another 10, 10 20 minutes? I, I, I don't know if the Joker's even going to appear in it. I haven't heard. I'm not I haven't read anything. Yet. I would imagine, though, I mean, everyone kind of goes back to the well with the Joker, especially in film. And, you know, for obvious reasons. But at the same time, you know, thinking about Deathstroke. You know, what we know of him from the comics, uh, from the TV shows, you know, with Arrow and what have you. I'm really excited to see Deathstroke take on this version of the Batman. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm really pumped for that. I'd written an article about it and how this Batman, yes, he's got the intellect, he's got the physical, uh, brutal nature. And Deathstroke, I think, really matches up at this point to test this version of Batman that we've got to put him through his paces, really. And, you know, they're both tactical geniuses. Uh, both physically uh, powerful, um, and I mean, some even say that Deathstroke is the true. Is, I mean, Joker being his arch nemesis, but some people have said that Deathstroke is his true antithesis. Like, yeah, you know that that physically, yeah. uh, mentally, psych- <clears throat> psychologically, Deathstroke is the one of the very few people who can go toe to toe with Batman. Well, I mean, and a lot of his villains don't have the intellect that, in the training that Deathstroke has. The thing about intellect, though, is Gotham City is full of villains with doctorates. Yeah. <laughs> Great <laughs> educational program. Well, while, 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 while they may have the Welcome to Gotham U. Gotham U. Where we train you in crime. Yeah. You want a doctor in bot- botany? Would you also like to be a villain? <laughs> you could have a minor in crime. <laughs> what, you have a doctorate in cryogenetics? You want to be a criminal? <laughs> By the time you're finished with your doctorate, you'll be crazy. Yeah. yeah. We would actually like for you, since we noticed that you seem to have a doctorate in psychology, Mr. Strange. <laughs> we would like for you to uh, enroll, enroll in a secondary program taught by a Mr. Ray Chagul. <laughs> His graduates are very successful. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Deathstroke, uh, and you look at Deathstroke and Batman, and like I, I keep talking about this version of Batman we've got now because... I love this version of Batman. I do. Ben Affleck is just, this is Batman to me. But we really look at them and you can see where Batman, Bruce Wayne, could very well have been Deathstroke. I mean, it's just just the the slimmest of lines that really separates them. Yeah. And I think that is what is going to really drive this. I think we're going to get a physically demanding picture when, with, with his solo Batman project, it's going to, you know, 
show Batman being put through the ringer, but I also think it's going to show him having to use all of his resources, and it's really going to be about him. Yeah. I think Deathstroke will probably set up a situation where, I mean, he is on his own. You know, he's cut off from Alfred or any other allies, and he's, you know, he's, it's just him. And I think it should push it to the point where we don't know for sure that Batman's going to win. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's not just oh, it's Batman. He can pull whatever out and win. Yeah, it needs to be like I don't know. Yeah, yeah. they they need to. We need to be invested in this. Like, yeah, when you when we sit down to watch it, that was the thing about Suicide Squad was there was nothing to really invest in. It was it was so cut and repasted, and it was yeah. Mary Shelley's Frankenstein essentially, as far as editing goes. And you know, it, and I think it probably suffered it worse than Batman vs Superman. Honestly, I think that the the hack job on it was probably worse because they tried to make it brighter after people complained about how dull and dulls are the wrong word, but dark and moody yeah, Batman yeah. Superman was. And when it comes to the Batman, I'm hoping maybe they learned their lesson and said, "Okay, well, this is what we done before is what the fans want. So let's give them the Batman that the fans want. Let's not lighten it up. Let's not put. Let's not uh, Tim Burton uh, Superman lives." This Batman, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no flashy colors. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't want the Batman logo to be colorful like the Suicide Squad logo. I right. want the Batman logo to remind me of the comic books with the the bat and it says the Batman. That's all I want. Yeah, yeah. I don't want a, an ornate title screen. I don't even want a title screen. That's what I. One of the things I loved about Batman vs Superman is it just said Batman vs Superman: Dawn of Justice in the corner. That was it. Yeah, that was perfect. Because I knew what I was getting into without it being blown into my face like Michael Bay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, Ben Affleck has creative control over almost all of Batman, right? He's starring, directing, writing, producing, along with Jeff Johns. And we've seen... You know, the great work Jeff Johns has done with comic books over the last Oh God, when you mentioned three or four I, years. I felt a way that I've not felt. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Johns. Oh. <laughs> you guys will need to excuse the denim tint. <laughs> but you Jeff, say, Jeff, Jeff Johns is Jones. like go, go ahead. The The Hot Daddy? The 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 D C equivalent of the Marvels. Kevin Feige, the one that's yeah. got the control saying this, this, and this. Yeah. I feel much better with Jeff Jones. I do too. If you say Jeff Jones and Scott Snyder in the same sentence, I'll pass out right here. <laughs> I mean, like that's it's Jeff like, Jones and Scott Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean I think I think we're in as far as DC universe goes film wise, I think we're definitely in good hands. I think the Batman is going to be a great film just because of you know who's in control and you know, who's writing it. And Bat and Ben Affleck's a fan. Yeah, yeah. Ben Affleck loves the property that he's doing. Yeah. So that's the biggest plus there. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, you I, know what? Twenty seventeen may be the year we all stop making fun of Aquaman. <laughs> Maybe. <Yeah. laughs> no, I mean Jason Momoa is a scary man. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tall order, though. Yeah. It's a tall order. Yeah. I've seen, uh, you know, everyone has seen that footage, man, and I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing of Aquaman. Yeah, I really am. And that, that was one of the things. Whenever they did the new Fifty Two uh, a few, you know, a few years ago, I was surprised that they went back to the look and the feel of Aquaman from, you know, what the '60s, '70s, you know, yeah. and I, 
we you know we watch the Justice League cartoon by Bruce Tim. Yeah. And we see that Aquaman, you know, it's grizzled, that's battle scarred, you know, mm-hmm. missing a hand. And, yeah. Yeah. Cynical. And I was I was wondering why we weren't getting that Aquaman, but now we are we're getting that film version, and I think that's that's going to well, be something interesting. But when it comes since we're since this this podcast is pretty much about the DC uh, cinematic universe, um, kind of our jumping point was Suicide Squad. But let's talk about what we all really want to talk about. Let's let's get down to brass tacks. <laughs> How many tickets I'm going to buy to see Wonder Woman? Oh yes, <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, because who doesn't? I mean, honestly, who in their right mind does not love Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman? Uh, She's awesome. She's amazing. That theme, the theme they had for her, oh my God. I get chills every time I hear it. I'm going to make it my ringtone. Every time. I'm I'm thinking about it now. I am. Yeah. 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 No, look. Yeah. 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 I think all of us have goosebumps on her. I mean, like, she just, she was one of the best parts of Batman vs. Superman. Her solo movie looks like it's going to be great. She's going to be back in Justice League. Uh, Ex-Israeli. Military, like yeah. she's not, she's not bullshit. Like yeah. she, she probably could really kill you with her. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. and I mean, she's beautiful. She's talented. Like we, I think we've got a Wonder Woman that we deserve to have on screen yeah. with Ben Affleck. And I don't care what anybody says. Superman is great. This, Henry Cavill, yeah, yeah, he's great. He is a fantastic Superman. We were given that. I hear people talk about oh, Superman. Has never killed anyone. Well, I don't know if you watched the pre-Richard Donner cut of it was Superman Two. Yeah, uh, he killed Zod. Yeah, it was the Richard Donner cut that came out, and we saw Zod getting you know carried off in handcuffs. So before the Richard Donner cut of Superman Two, he killed Zod. Well, and Richard, no, wait, the Donner cut. Donner had it, and he lost control of it about halfway through, or in the editing process, and yeah. then they had brought someone in to re-edit it. So yeah, because in the Donner cut, is Lois finds out. That Clark Kent is Superman, mm-hmm. and, and then Superman too in the Donner cut. Uh, but it's been a while since I've watched the Donner cut, so I can't remember exactly about the Zod part. But well, I mean, these people—what would they do if there is someone as strong as you, and if you don't do something to stop him, he's going to kill everyone? I mean, that was the thing: is the it's, end of Man of Steel touched on the same kind of thematic issue of, of Batman versus Superman. Mm-hmm. He's he's of two worlds. Yeah. Not to get all Spock, but <laughs> he's of two worlds. And he has to make that choice in Man of Steel. Do I choose these Kryptonians mm-hmm. or the world that I'm I'm really from is Earth where I spent my life with these yeah. people who care about me. Mm-hmm. And that theme carried over into Batman versus Superman mm-hmm. when he finally decides this is my home. Yeah. But I mean, what it's like you said. What would you do in that situation? We we saw Superman make a realistic decision. Yeah, and he then, wasn't allowed to just I'm Superman and God his way out of it. Like he had to make a hard yeah. choice. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand why people reacted so negatively to that. And the scream he does at the end is like he realizes what, 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 what have I done? I had to do it, but look what I have done. Because I think it was wasn't it you that told me that the cinematic universe and the television universe are a multiverse, like they don't they, yeah. they don't touch. Yeah. So yeah. in essentially in the cinematic universe, when he killed Zod. He is the last Kryptonian. Yeah. Unless they, you know, there was a prequel uh, comic book that came out before Man of Steel, where it was real, revealed that Kara Zor El was in that scout ship that crash landed on Earth twenty thousand years ago. Because you'll see in the scene, uh, if you watch it, there's one of those pods that's open. Yeah. yeah. And it was Kara Zor-El. Hmm. And this other Kryptonian that was supposed to have been executed for killing 
uh, some of his fellow citizens was had been let go somehow, some way, and had you know stowed away on that ship. And so she had to fight this other Kryptonian. And at the end of the novel, we see a silhouette of someone leaving the ship. You know, we're never really told who it is, yeah. but uh, I mean, it's kind of implied it's Kara. And so that raises questions about okay, what's happened to her? You know? Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, I forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it does bring up, you know, he's the last Kryptonian. Uh, all these other ones, Zod's dead. The others are in the Phantom Zone, you know, like generated by that <laughs> yeah, generated by that black hole. And yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff in Man of Steel because it was set up where he is, he's, you know, he's this is his first encounter as Superman. Uh, he's figuring things out. You know, he's not perfect yet, you know, like everyone expects him to be. I think it's something everyone kind of expected him to already be Superman and know what he's doing and be the Christopher Reeve flag bearer that they knew and loved from seventy nine version. Yeah. But that's not I mean, we got a Superman uh who was trying to find his way. Yeah. He was trying to figure things out. And I preferred that. Yeah. Over I'm Superman. Watch yeah. this. I can throw the S off my chest. Yeah. <laughs> he's more human than God. Yeah. He's something we can relate to. Yeah, he's he's relatable, and he's a, he makes him a sympathetic character. Yeah. It, yeah, it brings up that thing with nature versus nurture. His, he's Kryptonian by nature, but his nurturing is that of a human from an Earth human family. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's, it's very interesting to see how that plays out. And, and Zod is. I love Zod. I mean, granted, I know why they had him, Superman kills Zod, but at the same time, I didn't want him to, because I really like Zod as a, <laughs> as a character and as a villain. <laughs> so, but You really do have a hard on for Zod. Uh, <laughs> listen, yeah. <laughs> I like how he doesn't defend it, he's just like, you listen. Absolutely. <laughs> There's two denim tits happening over here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll show you a man of steel right now. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, I mean, where are we at now? We've talked about Suicide Squad. We've talked about Batman. We've talked about Superman. I don't think we've talked enough about Wonder Woman. No, we haven't. One of my Wonder favorite Woman. parts from Batman vs. Superman with Wonder Woman, aside from all of her being in there, yeah. was when her pure presence Doomsday above. smacks her across and she just smiles and yes. gets right back up. It's like, yes. Oh, that, yes. That's, that's how Wonder Woman's supposed to be. Yeah. She's like, all right, here we go, big boy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I love that. Like, I'm so excited for her to be in a movie of her own. I still have those people, though, that are saying that she's too small or she's not. Yeah, she's built. I mean, yeah. she, she looks tough. She looks yeah. She she's bigger than um who's who who played Wonder Woman back in Linda Carter yeah Linda Carter she's yeah. bigger than her Linda Carter was a stick yeah but I don't know I just, critics critics man I mean <laughs> Linda Carter might have been not as physically imposing but Linda Carter has a lot of curves to her <laughs> she was a different Wonder Woman Linda Carter's Wonder Woman would not have been able to fight Doomsday <laughs> well I mean I think that's the thing is Linda Carter was it was her Wonder Woman and I'm not obviously not taking anything away from Linda Carter's no. time as Wonder Woman because you know that was something you watch as a kid and it, it was it's something it, different in different yeah. time yeah but I mean Wonder Woman her Wonder Woman was obviously more based on the the original kind of genesis of Wonder Woman to put her in situations where she was tied up and you know that yeah. kind of uh, that you know the, if you know the history of Wonder Woman you know it was uh, 
bondage played a very large part in the history yeah. of Wonder Woman. So yeah. that Kirby Wonder Woman was more ideal for that sort of thing. But we're not we're not getting that with yeah. uh, Gal Gadot. We're getting the Warrior really? Princess, yeah. which is awesome. And yeah. I don't care. You, you can write this down. You you can go ahead and mark this down, Jeremy. Okay. This is maybe one of the very few times that I'm going to say this phrase. So get ready. Get ready. I don't care what Grant Morrison says about this Wonder Woman. I think she's awesome. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, Grant Morrison said that this Wonder Woman doesn't make sense, that she needs an origin story, all this, blah, blah, blah. She need, we need to know how she fights. No. The way she was thrown in there, I mean, it was great because, A, you get to see her at her, the peak of her powers, and it makes you curious. Mm -hmm. I mean, you want to know the story. It's, it's a great setup for the Wonder Woman movie because you're right. going to get a little bit more of her origin. I hope they don't do, like, she has to participate in the games to become the, you know, the person who represents them. I hope they don't do that. I hope they don't go that far back into her origin. Yeah. But I hope we get a taste of it, like when she obviously she's going to meet, you know, Trevor and, and all yeah. that. Yeah, and go in and fight in World War. But I, I just wanted you to remember you could make note that I said that phrase. That I mean, you're probably going to cut that to be your ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you text me, it's going to be like, I don't care what Grant Morrison says. Like, oh. <laughs> it, it, obviously, I, I mean, you guys probably know, but Jeremy and I in our our friendship. <laughs> We have this rift that is Grant Morrison shaped. I, <laughs> I thoroughly enjoy the works of Grant Morrison, whereas he despises Grant Morrison. <laughs> and I often dream at night about Grant Morrison traveling back through time to be Jeremy's father. <laughs> Grant Morrison has written this. Yeah. Listen, we, we could do a whole other podcast on Grant Morrison, okay? <laughs> oh, but yeah, Wonder Woman, definitely. And I'm wondering about the villain. Uh, we have Danny Houston that I'm assuming from the trailer, he appears to be the villain. And I'm wondering if he might not be Ares. In disguise? God, yeah, God of War. I mean, Maybe. World War One, all that taking place. It'd be about the only villain that would really make a lot of sense. It, 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 to my thinking, yeah. I mean, it would make a lot of sense to have Ares as the villain. And Danny Houston, I mean, he's a great actor. He can pull it off. And that's... Uh, Kind of touching back on the, the Gal Gadot thing, a lot of controversy about her. You know, she may not be as physically imposing as a lot of fans would like, but at the same time, she is a terrific actress. Mm -hmm. And yeah. if you oh, have yeah. a really great actress that can kind of pull off the physicality and the look, of just maybe 70% of it, I think makes up for so much more. Because you could get someone that absolutely looks the part, but fucking terrible actor or actress and it just yeah. blows the whole thing out of the water but yeah I think a lot of people are wanting someone of Ronda Rousey's physicality no. to be there but no I, 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 I don't, listen, I don't I, see I, it I, I watched Expendables 3 she's horrible <laughs> she's, she's a, a heavy acting job <laughs> and who, she was wanting to be Miss Marvel wasn't she yeah, yeah yeah. and I remember after seeing Expendables 3 I was like I don't even know if I want to watch her fight <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, since we're on the, since we're kind of doing the topic of the, the DCEU, let's jump forward about five years. Um, Green Lantern. Yes. Green Lantern Corps. Green it Lantern. had better be Jon Stewart. It had better be Jon Stewart. <laughs> now, I know you have this, this uh, reoccurring wet dream where Idris Elba gets out of her, his devil signed contract with Marvel yes. and becomes Jon Stewart. Oh, God, well, please let me know. But if it's set five years, his contract could expire. Well, Natalie Portman got out of hers. Yeah. So yeah, yeah she's not doing any more Marvel. Films. I know. I figure Thank Thor God Ragnarok will be the last solo Thor movie. 
I think Idris Elba should have been the last. (laughs) (laughs) Idris Elba has talked about for a while that he is done. He wants to get out of it. Yeah. I think Ragnarok will give him his way out. I mean, I agree with you, though. If they could get him to be Jon Stewart, I'd be so on board so fast. I've thought that for the last 10 years that Idris Elba is Jon Stewart. If we can't get Idris Elba to be Jon Stewart, then we have to pick another Jon Stewart or another Hal Jordan. I'm Who not would be worried about that if Jeff Johns is the one doing it because his yeah. run on Green Lantern was. was oh, yes, but his run yeah. was the run. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like you have, you know, arguably, like, well, his run even on Batman, his Earth One stuff is some of the best Batman you can go mm-hmm. on get off the shelf. Yeah. Like, it's true. I mean, like his version of Killer Croc in mm-hmm. Earth One Volume Two. Yeah. That completely made me sympathetic with a character that I had for the longest time assumed was just a, a, a monster. Yeah, and then after one volume, I'm like, "Man, Killer Croc's all right." <laughs> you know, <laughs> he just misunderstood. He just misunderstood exactly. I mean, so yeah, Jeff John's on board. I'm good either way, but I really do hope it is John Stewart because they've already kind of tainted Hal Jordan. Yeah, and it's just it, it'd be nice to not have the main character. Be a white guy. Be somebody different. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Or go with, what, Jessica Cruz? I like Jessica Cruz. She might be too new to throw her into the cinematic universe at this point. I like Jessica Cruz. Yeah, I like her. But, I mean, like I said, I'm thinking maybe from the perspective of, you know, a studio head. I mean, we got to have a character that people are going to be interested in seeing. You know, definitely Jon Stewart. Hal Jordan. Some of the other ones, I'm not, you know, Guy Gardner and Kyle Rayner and some of them, I'm thinking that. Eh. But those aren't, yeah, those aren't names big enough to pull somebody. Yeah, and that's the thing I was thinking about. But it would be cool to see them even as background characters. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they are taking risks. I mean, they, they kind of took a, a page from Marvel's book there when Marvel done Guardians of the Galaxy. They took a big risk and it paid off. So yeah. DC said, well, let's take a risk ourselves and do Suicide Squad. Let's bring a bunch of characters that you know you know a few of them mm-hmm. and you know you may have a familiarity with some of them due to like the cartoons like Captain Boomerang. A lot of people knew Captain Boomerang from the you know animated series that were Right, out. right. Um, but they took a risk with Suicide Squad and it made bank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Substantial bank. Mm-hmm. So now they know they can take a risk. So I I wouldn't actually rule out Jessica Cruz being maybe not as the main character, but I wouldn't rule her out being there. Right. Right. Okay. And I, she she might not be a main character, but she could be the audience's way in as okay. She just got picked. She's a rookie. Yeah. John Stewart's. You know. I mean, if we were really going edgy as far as you know the Green Lantern with Hal Jordan, or you know Hal Jordan would probably be the one to do it, obviously because it's his story. But you know yeah. the parallax. Yeah. That would be something awesome to see on screen. Mm-hmm. And that can open up the whole further open, I guess, because Superman is himself implies the space yeah. area. But Green Lantern would just blow that wide open, especially if you get into all the other Lantern Corps. Mm-hmm. My favorite joke is, you know, the Orange Lantern. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, you mean yeah. Orange Lanterns? No. No, but Lantern. Lantern. There's only one. <laughs> he has a lot of constructs. <laughs> orange Lantern. Yeah. I believe I said that to Seth one day, going, let's talk about the Orange Lantern. And Seth's like, the Orange Lanterns? I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know anything about the Orange Lanterns. I didn't realize there was you only just, one. It, there's one. There's <laughs> which one. Which does he embody? Greed. Greed. I thought yeah. that was it. I mean... Mm-hmm. 
Of course, there's only one. Yeah, there's one. Yeah, there's only one. Perfect. <laughs> Donald Trump. Donald Trump, <laughs> Donald Trump is literally our orange, orange land. Or- yeah, because he's orange. He's no longer orange. He's 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 grumpy. Yeah. <laughs> that would definitely fit the. And he's got that weird hairpiece. Yeah. I think that's his real hair. Is it his real hair? <laughs> I think so. God, I hope not. I seen it blowing in the wind one time. It's, it's the power. Right. It's that power of the ring. Yeah. <laughs> that's why. That's why he has to eat pizza with a with a fork and knife. Yeah. <laughs> when you get attacked by a bald eagle, you've done something wrong. <laughs> True. Oh goodness. But, Wait. Oh. Yeah, Green uh, Green Lantern. I'm excited for that to see what they do with it because it's titled the Green Lantern Corps. So, for now, yeah, for now. for now. I mean, so I mean, to me, that implies it's going to involve more than just one Green Lantern as the main character. So, but I mean, Hal Jordan. Who could be Hal Jordan if that's the way they choose to go? Who could be Hal Jordan? I can't think of anything, anyone off the top of my head, where I just look at him. He'd be a great Hal Jordan. Yeah. You know, well, there was you Aside know. Aside from Nathan Fillion, I was gonna say Nathan Fillion, but he's uh he's aging. Yeah, you know, I don't think he could fit into the suit anymore. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, I love Nathan Fillion, but yeah, I mean, yeah. he's you know, he's he's his middle age spread's kicking in. You uh, hear this, Nathan Fillion? If you're listening to this, you need to get off your butt and get in the gym so you can be Hal Jordan. Yeah, all right. Chris, think, Chris is calling you out. I'm calling you out. <laughs> I, a castle is over. <laughs> uh, you're not going to bring back Firefly. Hey, hey, we can still hope. Shit. <laughs> you watch no, mouth. listen, here's the thing about Firefly. Okay? No, no, no. no. Yeah, no, no, no. We're going to go here for just a moment, okay? <laughs> I love Firefly. You two introduced me to Firefly, and I loved every second of it. Yeah. Okay? But it wouldn't have been as great if it continued. It would have slowly diminished and became laughable. That's what happens to properties like that. It's like guitar player Randy Rhodes. Died in his prime. Mm-hmm. Guitar player for Ozzy Osbourne. Classically trained. Just it's an incredible guitar player. But if he would have lived, and you know, it's awful that he died, of course. You know, yeah, awful. Yeah. But if he would have went on, he would have maybe ended up as one of these 80s hair metal jokes. Yeah. So sometimes when something ends quickly, mm-hmm. it's for the best. Because now we have this amazing series of Firefly that we can pass down to generations and don't have to be like... The Star Trek series, where you're like, well, you know, don't watch any movies <laughs> of the that you know. After you can, four, yeah, just stay away <laughs> after four. Just, yeah. well, I love Star Trek, can I? Well, you you can watch them. But <laughs> we'd rather you not. And I mean, that's something we can completely avoid with Firefly because you can say, here's season one. Yeah, and it's amazing. It you know, only one season. And yeah, yeah that's and part Serenity of did wrap it up very well. Yeah, very nicely. Joss Whedon and Nathan Fillion done really good. Well, it's, they've they've got the comic. They've got a Firefly comic now. I've seen that. So I mean, I think they've got a great way to continue that story. But again, um, yeah, back to the Green Nathan Fillion. Get in the gym. You but, can do it, buddy. Yeah. Um, they could even have him as an older Hal Jordan. Been doing it for a while. They could. They did this, yeah, like they've yeah. done with Ben Affleck's Batman. And that would make more sense. Yeah. As long as the, the suit's not CGI. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Let's not talk about that old Green Lantern. <laughs> I think we do need to talk about that. <laughs> I don't mind the fact that they did an effect where, okay, you use the ring to change to the costume, but not have the costume itself be okay. look like muscle lines yeah. ripped the skin off someone and now it glows green. Fibrous muscle tissue. Yeah. yeah. I that think I didn't like. But I think that 
that movie in itself was important. Not because it was good. Because <laughs> yeah. it wasn't. I mean, I remember that every time I had seen Ryan Reynolds for like two years, I'd get this little backwash in my mouth of <laughs> vomit and shame that I actually bought a movie ticket to see that film. Yeah. Um, but that movie was important because I think it showed DC what we did not want yeah. <laughs> in a comic book movie. Yeah. Yeah. But it's... They just I'll, had to spend that many million dollars to get that answer. Yeah, <laughs> I always, I always felt that before the, you know, that abortion that should have been the Green Lantern movie, I always felt that Ryan Reynolds would have been a good Flash. Yeah, you know, just because of the the personality, you know, and, and yeah, my 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 version of the Flash is colored by the Justice League cartoon. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, he would have been perfect as that, you know, as Wally West, as that version of Wally West. I always mm-hmm. felt like. Yeah. I always felt like he was kind of miscast as Hal Jordan. But, you know, granted, I mean, excellent, excellent Deadpool in his own, you know, standalone oh, yeah. movie. We're not talking about X-Men Origins. Pretend it doesn't happen. <laughs> well, you know, it's like he fixed one of his abortions. Right? <laughs> it's like this. <laughs> exactly. We don't talk about it. <laughs> it's, 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 like the child, like it's, like, it's like the child you have down in Arkansas. We don't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least you ain't got to send money to X-Men Origins. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean. <laughs> now, I, now we know why Hugh Jackman is continuing making movies. <laughs> uh, <laughs> gotta keep sending child support to X Men Origins. <laughs> FX, put this on, please. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, I love Hugh Jackman. Don't get. I just said that. Don't don't hate us. <laughs> I mean, speaking of the Flash. I mean, I, I'm a huge fan of the TV show. Yeah. And when I first heard that Ezra Miller was going to be the Flash, I recoiled in terror due to, <laughs> you know, his previous roles. It's not that he's not a good actor, but, you know, yeah. like the perks of being a wallflower, that sort of thing. I was like, ah! <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, and like and I threw initial, myself against the wall and I wept. Yeah, that initial <laughs> fan reaction that you don't think this actor that has never done anything like this can pull this off. Like people had with, you know, Heath Ledger, Ledger Joker, Ben Affleck. Uh, even, you know, Michael Keaton. Back in the day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, granted, it is Tim Burton. It is a different Batman. But, I mean, I it, I don't... In my head, that Batman takes place in a whole other universe. Yeah, exactly. And I feel the same way about Christopher Nolan's Batman trilogy. It takes yeah. place in a whole other universe. Like, it's not interconnected. It's it, Yeah, I mean, again, I mean, we go back to actors that look like they play the part but can't pull it off. Uh, George Clooney. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Val Kilmer. Was yeah. it right after that movie that Val Kilmer gained like four hundred? <laughs> I think it was. He's like, uh, "That's the best I work I'm ever gonna do." Yeah. I mean, even George Clooney hates you know the fact Batman, that he played yeah. <laughs> he played Batman. And don't worry, George, we hate it too. <laughs> you know, I actually kind of enjoyed Arnold Schwarzenegger's Mister Freeze. You just enjoy a good pun. It is. Well, that's, <laughs> like, we could do a whole other podcast on why Batman and Robin might secretly be a kind of okay movie. <laughs> you know, the thing about it is, you know, Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, it's not something you make a habit of watching, but you know damn well when it's on TV, you watch it. <laughs> true. You do. Because there's something about Jim Carrey and green spandex that gets everybody going. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, nothing like an ice-skinned Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, <laughs> ain't nothing sexier than Tommy Lee Jones would have his face messed up. It's true. It's true. <laughs> it's makeup instead of just how his face. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Tommy, um, Tommy Lee Jones and Harrison Ford can both simultaneously look angry and happy at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Just how their faces look. Yeah. But. Oh. I mean, I. The Flash. Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller. Everything I've seen, I've been impressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think it maybe goes to maybe. And, you know, I'm saying this for everyone. Maybe as fans. As you know, you know people. And we're, I mean, everybody here is fairly learned when it comes to comic books. Like we know what we're talking about when we discuss what's going on. Yeah. As fans, it, it's becoming more and more apparent to me, especially in cases like Heath Ledger, Ezra Miller. Uh, I about called him Batman. Uh, ben Affleck. Affleck. <laughs> yeah, I, kept, I, I said I was going to say Batman, then I was going to say Bruce Wayne. I'm like, no, he's a, he's not him. <laughs> that's, a, that, that's a testament to how good Ben Affleck is as Batman when I think his name is Bruce Wayne. <laughs> but you know, I think Ezra Miller is just another example of me personally being too critical and not giving someone a chance because everything I've seen of the Flash since he was announced gets me more and more excited to see him in yeah. a full-length fixture yeah. as the Flash. Yeah. Even in Suicide Squad. That was one of my favorite parts of Suicide Squad. Yeah. You know, it was just him showing up. You know? I mean, I thought that was great. So, I mean, everything I've seen of Ezra Miller now as the Flash, I'm like, oh, come on, give me more. I want to see more. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I didn't feel that way after Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern. <laughs> oh, wow. like... Actually, the girl I was seeing at the time had to stop me from trying to drown myself in a urinal. Like I, would, <laughs> I, would, I would put my head in the urinal and then I'd pull it out real quick to get the water to activate and then I'd stick my head back <laughs> in. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think as far as the actors and actresses we have so far for the Justice League movie, I think we're good. I mean, you, you listen... You know, you listen to uh, Ben Affleck talk about the character. He knows the stuff. He respects it. He's a fan. Henry Cavill, the same with Superman. Henry, uh, I actually read that Henry Cavill has a pet bat named Ben. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Which makes me wonder if Ben Affleck doesn't have a pet god named Henry. <laughs> <laughs> Should we stop there? <laughs> 